Turkey Man on the Irish Networks Hotline, Hour 3, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, guys. I hope you have a, have a good rest of the day, by the way, and thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, question, the question I was, uh, I was wondering, and I know you probably didn't hear the announcers. Sometimes the announcers can be very, very, very uh, irritating. But something that they kept saying toward the in one drive that was we was uh, running. I think it was the end of the third quarter, and uh, they was talking about that. Uh, and they'd get up the line and 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 and, and the spike. It may have been at the end of the game, but it right drive at the end of the game, maybe. But I, it's been in my head, and they pointed out running fast like that cost us eleven seconds. I not blocking it by not coming up and and I don't know where they got it at. But it made me think sometimes you running fast you don't see some things you need to see, especially uh that's I think is uh the difficulty of being the head coach and the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator and the head coach. Uh, you get into what you do and forget some things that needs to be thought of as a head coach. And I, I was wondering if you've seen or or got that or heard that. And the other the other thing I was going to ask you, uh, in particular, Swain, because you probably have been around more than anybody. But you remember when uh, Worley? was a quarterback, he was getting blasted and blasted and blasted. And people would talk about how it affect affect him mentally as a quarterback if when when they would have an off good offensive line in the game, the the beating he was getting would affect him mentally. Do you think there's a possibility that Joe that has happened to him? Because apparently in practice and not being hit uh, seems to affect different on 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 the play where he's going to get hit. And I don't know if that's true or false, but it's something that I've seen, and I've, I've been meaning to ask you this, but uh, I haven't. But uh, how can that getting hit, getting hit, like where he got blowed up? You remember those things? Remember we didn't. Had nothing, he was getting hit, and we talked about at least he's tough. Uh, affects him mentally uh, down the road, and uh, wondering if that's something we may be seeing. I don't know. Um, I don't think that's the case for Joe Milton because I mean I don't think he was getting blown up like Justin Worley. Now you're gonna get hit playing quarterback in the pocket, and the, the protection hasn't been ideal, but. That's not, to me, a reason why he hasn't played played better. Um, you know, and when it comes to Milton, so um, I also didn't understand Greg McElroy and his desire yeah. to to spike the football before halftime. Because I, when I went back and watched it, I, I made sure to to pay attention to the clock management situation because I saw a lot of people complaining about. The, the comments there before the half on the broadcast. And, and obviously it was a a point of 
frustration from Tennessee fans with, with Josh Heupel as as well. And I just I, I don't think it was uh, atrocious there at the end as as people were making it out to be in terms of Heupel's clock management at the end because getting a first down stops the clock and he was getting first downs to stop the clock and yeah you could have taken a timeout there and, and saved two seconds that that's what would that's what it would have been there are two instances in which Heupel could have taken a timeout and people were acting as if 10, 11, 15 seconds were, were running off the clock. Two seconds ran off the clock between the the official spotting the ball after the first down and Tennessee hiking the ball. Two seconds on back-to-back plays. And four seconds that theoretically you could have had back. And instead of having six seconds left on the clock when the field goal is attempted, you have 10. Maybe you can – or not maybe. You can run another play. So I get that. I would have called a timeout in that situation. But it's not like he was up there letting 10, 11, 15 seconds run off the clock like may, like people were, were making it out to be. So spiking the football, you're going to run a second or two off the clock as as well. And that's all that was running off the clock as is. So I don't know what spiking the ball, what good that would have done in that situation. That That's the way I viewed it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, it's Thursday of Mizzou week. I've I've kind of flushed it. You know, I'm trying to go back here and look at this last last possession just to just to be thorough. Um, I know Ben, you you watched it several times. I, you know, I, I watched the game over. I didn't think the, that it was that atrocious. Um, you know, I, I know like in that moment, you get the turnover back back, and you know, you don't know really if you want to. Be conservative, or if you want to be aggressive, because you know you don't want to mess around and give Florida a chance to score off a turnover and then get the ball back again. And so you run some conservative plays. That you know, in this case, the conservative plays did net you a first down. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe okay. Let's let's be more aggressive. Let's yeah. let's see let's see where we are. And then Tennessee started to do that, and um, you know. Got got in position for a field goal, just came up short. But you know, I, because they started on the fifteen, their own fifteen, with three minutes to go. You, you're trailing by three. You're on the road in the swamp. You, you get the ball deep in your own territory with three minutes to go. In that situation, you just want to avoid catastrophe. That, that's what you want to do in that situation. Uh, and it was after the Alante Taylor fumble, like you mentioned, after the turnover. Tennessee gets back on the fifteen. First and 10, Jabari Small rushes for six yards. Then on second and four, Jabari Small breaks a 14-yard rush. And now all of a sudden you're like, okay, maybe we can get some points here on the board. Because like you mentioned, Swain, they started off the drive conservative because you don't want to, you don't want to turn it over at the end of the half in, in Florida's territory and, and just give them points before the half after you just caught a break by Elante Taylor forcing the fumble on fourth and two. And – Florida being near the goal line in that situation. Uh, and then after the, the two Jabari Small rushes, they, they had Hooker to Tillman for five yards, and Tillman got out of bounds. So there's nothing to do from Heupel's standpoint from a, a clock management. Uh, and then you had the false start after the, the, the Hooker to Tillman pass. That made it second and 10. Then you had another false start on, on Cade Mays. That made it second to 15. And then you had the Hooker to Jabari Small little shovel pass 
that went for 22 yards, and this, you're back in business. This is the drive after the turnover? Yes, the, the last one before the half. The last drive of the half is, is, is after the turnover. You had the two false starts, then you're looking at second and 15. You, you run somewhat of a conservative play, a, a little shovel pass to, to Jabari Small. He gets 22 yards and, and got, got you to near midfield. First down stops the clock, two seconds run off, and then Hendon Hooker hits Valus for 18 yards. And I, I don't remember the exact time on the clock when this happened, but um, it was it, it was getting crunch time. But again, Hooker to Valus for 18 yards on first down stops the clock. They get up, they snap the ball, two seconds, run out after the, the, the clock, run off the clock. Two seconds running off the clock. Like, yeah, timeout could have saved you two, two seconds. And as I mentioned earlier, it, it – it could have allowed you to run another play. But, like, I'm not – like, spiking the ball, you're going to run off a second or two. You're, you're stopping the clock already with a first down. You're going up tempo. You've, you've got Florida's defense off caught off guard with the tempo. Like, I don't have a problem with Hypo not calling a timeout in that situation. No, I, I, I didn't have a problem either. So. And, then, and then after the, the hooker to Valus for 18, uh, hooker was incomplete to Valus down the seam. That's that's when, for me, you can obviously speak better, but it looked like they had a miscommunication on reading the coverage. Hooker threw it more towards the seam, down the seam, as as if he was wanting Valus to keep going straight. And if Valus did, it looked like he may have caught it and, and scored. But Valus kind of cut in like on a skinny post. It, it looked like, again, you can speak better to it than I can. But there was a miscommunication. It looked like they weren't on, on the same page in, in terms of reading the coverage. And that's when you had six seconds left on the clock. You call timeout, and then you, you trot out Chase McGrath for the field goal, and he missed. So, like, yeah, he could have saved four seconds on the clock. Hypo calling a timeout there. Uh, when you combine the the two seconds that ran off on both plays, but I, I I just don't think it was as egregious of a clock management situation as as some were were making it out to be. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's the difference between running one play on you know quick quick out to the sideline and getting Chase McGrath you know five more yards closer to um, you know to the to the goalposts and maybe he makes it. I don't I don't, I don't you know you know we don't know, but um, I understand why why Heupel, uh, was kind of taking his time at at the beginning of that drive. They got the ball with a minute eight after the at, after the strip, and then Jabari Small rushes for what fifteen twenty yards. It looked like definitely was fifteen. And then then after that, you were like, oh oh yeah, we need to we need to go try to try to be aggressive here, maybe put up some points. But mm-hmm. and um, Heupel said after the game that he did not, which I thought this was interesting. He did he was trying to go up tempo. That's why he didn't. That's why he didn't call the timeouts because he had Florida flustered in in the in the tempo. Mm. He he had Florida exactly where he wanted them in terms of tempo. They were not getting set. They they were confused and, and Hooker was able to take advantage on a couple of plays and yep. and he said Heupel said that he was surprised that the refs were spotting the ball as quickly as they were. And and that kind of threw him off and and to me I I read between the lines and and assume that he would have liked to have called a timeout in those situations looking back on it because he was surprised by how quickly the refs were spotting the ball. Uh, so uh, Mr. Jared here on, on YouTube wanted a apples-to-apples apples comparison with the lead receiver after four games um, Pruitt's first season with uh, Heupel's first season. So Callaway had 14 catches for 210 yards which is still more than 
Layla Jones at this point. So um, the fact is, we got to be better at wide receiver. And even during Garantano's worst, worst moments, uh, man, the first four games, like he just got off to a better start in 18 and in, in 2020, which is what I looked at. So um, there's an apples to apples comparison. Didn't really change much, but there you, there you go, Mr. Jared. You, you, you got it. Uh, let's go to the phones. And uh, we have Rod. Rod, good morning. What's going on, Jason? What's up? Right? What's up, Rod? What's going on, Ben? How are you? I'm fairly well. Um, I got a negative and a positive, okay. I think, that should be uh, talked about. I think the negative could be the fact that our offense is going so fast. I'm not using it as an excuse, but our players have been through so much in the last five years that maybe the tempo is causing them to think 2,000 miles an hour, which causes them to have these stupid little, you know, penalties that they do. That's my perspective. It could be the situation. But on the positive note, I'm so tickled that in the past, you know, same five or six years that these players had to deal with, the fact that the coaches that we got and brought in are really doing more with less. I understand that we have, you know, mishaps and stuff on our wide receivers right now and, you know, folks dropping the ball and things like that. But when you actually look at the whole team, for once, we are actually capitalizing on doing more with less. And that's a positive to look at because once we finally get players, and I know, you know, we've been saying this for the last 12 years, we got to get players, we got to get players, we got to get players. But to be honest with y'all, I am tickled to death to see what this team has done and how they've turned themselves around and how the coaches have actually changed the culture from the inside and make them realize, hey, we can do this. We're in every game. All we have to do is capitalize on the things we're doing for y'all. We're showing y'all that y'all are wide open. We're giving y'all plays to run. We're actually having a great game plan for once. And for once, we used to talk about how, you know, Pruitt was the defensive guru. Look at what Banks has done with this team with half the players that left. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're in games. All we got to do is capitalize and keep being positive. And things will turn around. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. I'm not buying your, ne- your negative, but I am buying your positive. Um, I think this team has practiced this tempo since the spring. And – you know, you are in shape. You know, the the penalties are self-inflicted. You can just dumb dumb penalties uh, on defense. Uh, you got some on defense. You got, you know, late stuff on offense. You got some on special teams. Um, I don't think it's a, you know, a fatigue, a fatigue thing. You know, if anything, if I'm tired, I don't have enough energy to even hit you late. <laughs> I don't have enough energy to do those things. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying that. Um, the, the negative comment, but I, I do lo- love the positive comment uh, there from from Rod. I mean, and this is something that we have really talked about each each game. Um, we see the difference in the defense, and Tim Banks has done a, a really good job first year DC, DC inside the SEC. Uh, he's done a good job, man. He's been a pleasant surprise. And yes, y'all get the players, but 
can you get the players? That's the other. That's the question. Uh, can you get the players? Will you do enough on Saturdays to attract the players? Uh, so that's the that's the next battle. That's the next battle. You know, 2013, we said those same things. Got to get the players, got to get the players. But then we turned around and had a top 10 recruiting class for the next two years. So Butch and company did go out and get the players. They just He just didn't do anything with the players. He didn't maximize the talent. Won nine games, but could have done more with those players that he did get. Hypo is now trying to do what Butch did, which was go out and get those players after that 13 season and right now with the investigation and kind of where things are recruiting that's a big question if we're going to be able to do that now you wonder all right are you gonna go to the transfer portal and make up the difference so that's where we are let's get to uh justin in florida justin good morning hey good morning guys how we doing what's up justin uh how the red sox do last night yeah don't even get me going <laughs> they're, they're doing exactly what i thought they do they got Hot for a while, and then they're starting to cool off at the worst time. Um, you know, is what it is. It's been it's been a roller coaster season for them, but uh, hey, we'll, they uh, won last night, and they they are in the playoffs as of today. Brighten up, Buttercup. Yeah, but I mean, come on, let's be honest with each other. They're they're not playing very good baseball right now. Uh, their pitchers were. Absolutely scorching hot there for a while, which made me nervous because I thought it was happening a little too early. And you're starting to see him kind of come back down to earth because for a while there, you got uh, uh, Sale and uh, Eovaldi. Man, they were pitching lights out. And the other one, uh, Pavetti. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't remember his name, but yeah, they, they were just lights out there for a while. And I was like, God, if this was just like three weeks later be happening at the right time. <laughs> Y'all will make um, the playoffs. Y'all play the Nationals while we play the Rays. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But, um, hey, um, kind of going off of something that uh, Rod was saying, he was bringing it up while I was on hold. And I, I don't know if necessarily the tempo is causing confusion, confusion because, Swain, I agree with you. It's something they practice, but going back and look at it, it seems like some of our more successful plays are coming when things are slowing down a little bit and they're not going warp speed. Uh, I don't know if it's because they're making adjustments from the sidelines to see. Hooker definitely is looking towards the sidelines more, or at least he did against Florida, and maybe they were seeing some things and changing things up, but it wasn't get to the line snap the ball in three seconds. Um, do you think maybe that's something Hypel might see on film and adjust maybe the tempo, like, hey, at times we'll go warp speed, but then there's times, you know, we may, you know, slow it down. Um, what, what are your what, What's your take on that, guys? Justin, I don't think we have been going as fast. Um, right. Really much as of late. Remember the first, remember the first game? The first two touchdowns, like, it was quick. We were going warp speed. I don't think we've seen this offense go as fast as that since then. Well, that – I remember that that first quarter of the Bowling Green game, and a lot of those plays were – I mean, they were like little wide receiver-type uh, screens to the outside, runs up the middle, and they were just 
uh, I think Bowling Green was playing us very soft, and we were able to kind of take what they were giving us, and I think it made it very easy because I want to say there was, uh, what, like five passing plays down the sidelines where we were picking up, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten yards, just, you know, one right after the other, and we just moved the ball right down the field, which, you know, it, it looked great. And then the second quarter comes along, you know, it was more methodical. You know, we had some three and outs, um, you know, and maybe they had changed up their defense. It just seems like, you know, against Florida, there were times when we were able to get some big plays and it wasn't going warp speed. Yeah, I mean, that's that's – that's a that's a that's a great observation. Yeah, I I noticed that too, especially with the uh, the penalties. Your point about the penalties, it, it seems like there's been more more penalties from when the offense is looking back at the sideline trying to get the play than hurrying up it and getting to the line and and trying to snap the ball. I honestly can't think of a time in which there's there's been a penalty because a guy wasn't set soon enough. Uh, I guess there there was a penalty against Florida where the hypo talked about it last night on fall calls where there were two receivers not set uh, at, at the same time and I I remember seeing a couple times when I went back and watched the game when the ball was snapped and the receivers were still looking at the sideline like trying to get the play oh yeah 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 so yeah. I noticed that one time too I noticed like two or three times yeah yeah, yeah. I've actually seen that I, I've seen that over the uh, last uh, two three games. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, there, there have been there, there have been times, and it just seems like, and it and it makes sense if we've got deficiencies in terms of personnel. I think Hypo and staff are trying to maybe mask that a little bit with with the speed. Um, he's always run fast. He ran fast at UCF, even when he had a full complement of guys. But it just seems like there are times where maybe you know the the, the tempo needs to you know, change up, always keep the defense guessing. Hey, are they going fast? Are they going slow? Um, I, I, I don't know if it necessarily correlates, but it just seemed like there were some, some big plays when we ran into situations of, uh, you know, us maybe looking at the sidelines, changing things up, and things starting to slow down a little bit. Maybe – Everyone knows their assignment a little bit more. I also think that's going to help uh, help with the um, the bad snaps, which is something I haven't really heard anyone talk about. I mean, we had a bunch of bad snaps. Yep. There, there were two in which Hooker had to make something out of nothing, and then now, now those were Cooper snaps. There, there were some Jerome Carvin snaps uh, against. Pittsburgh, or maybe it's Tennessee. Tech. No, it, Carvin, Carvin also had some against Florida Did because, uh, yeah, Cooper was out, and it was uh, I want to say in the third third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was the, the the snaps were definitely you know low, and he had to you know go fumbling for them. Um, and I don't know if that's a situation of maybe you know Carvin. I mean, because when you're when you're snapping the ball and you're bent over like that, um, you know, it's a little bit har- harder to breathe, especially when you're a bigger guy. Unfortunately, I know that firsthand. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ben, ben, you probably don't. Swain, I'm not going to. You playing you play some, you play some, uh, some, some flat football down there in Florida? 
Hell no. <laughs> why, why embarrass myself? But, uh, yeah, I'll hang up, guys. I just, like I said, some observations, and uh, I definitely think it's, it's time to focus on uh, Missouri and, you know, for sure. how I like Swain's analogy of the flush in the Florida game. You guys take care. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 full Mizzou right now. I, I mean, uh, it's it's Thursday. I usually get like that on a Tuesday. Uh, it's definitely a Wednesday, but on a Thursday, man, I'm 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 full Mizzou. So, well, the thing that we're talking about in reference to the Florida game is things that Tennessee is going to have to clean up for the Missouri game for sure. And will will be something that we'll be talking about all season long. Quite frankly, hopefully we not. Right. Well, in, in like good or bad way. Because we'll either be talking about it and, hey, they cleaned it up, or yeah. B, this this continues to be an issue. Yeah, clean, clean up those penalties. And, and like, I kind of expect in first first year in Hypo, some of those things were like, oh, you're trying to, you're trying to hurry up and get lined up and the ball snapped and you look into the sideline. Like, that, like that, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty natural. But, like, when it gets to the basics of just catching and throwing, then – I expect those things to be done. Like there's there's no excuse for you know simple drop pass. That's just that's just concentration. Like it doesn't matter what offense you in, you're running around, the ball comes your way, like everything should stop. Time should stop. Because you're focusing in on those white laces um, and catching it. Whether you with your thumbs down or your thumbs up and you're looking it all the way into the tug. That's 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 something that doesn't matter what offense you're running. Wishbone, shotgun. Up tempo, huddle, no huddle, it doesn't matter. So uh, that's the thing that you gotta that you gotta clean up, and that goes back to just habits. But uh, we expected first year hiccups from a coaching standpoint. We expect first year hiccups from a new system. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. That's is it the pro level, college level, high school level? That's just the, that's the way it is, man. As simple as that. I remember when Matt Ryan first year in the under uh, Kyle Shanahan with the Falcons. And then the second year, boom, he looks a whole lot better. Freaks, you know, freaked around and, and won an MVP. So the Bears are going to stink this year with Justin Fields, next year with Justin Fields. Quit trying to talk yourself into to, to changes. The Bears are the Bears. Well, actually, the Bears don't do quarterbacking well. It just is what it is. I, mean, I wasn't talking about identity. that. This is Nagy's. This ain't his first first year. It's it's Justin Fields' first year, but I'm done with Matt Nagy. Why you bring him up, man? Hour three, hey, point man. event continues after this. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to the Swain event. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. 
After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture, because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work from anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. The official UT license plate is available at Tennessee Clout County Clerk offices uh, across the state. It supports scholarships for students 
Take advantage. Take advantage of the new orange and white Tennessee license plate. $15 of your $35 annual specialty fee goes to support those student scholarships. Talk to your county clerk or visit alumni.utk.edu for more information. Ben, it's time for around the SEC, my friend. What do you have for us today? Just a couple of notes. The NCAA has denied LSU running back John Emery's latest appeal to overturn his academic ineligibility. Mm-hmm. Emery's attorney plans to pursue other options, sources say. Going to do his work for him? Well, remember, this is the guy that was enrolled in the wrong class. So... Best of luck to John Emery. He needs. I, I would. I would. I would transfer if I was him. I would. I would be so upset and and disgusted with the support staff with with Coach Ogeron. Like, how, how do you allow this to happen? How do you let this happen? You hire people who are making close to six figures, maybe even more than six figures, but their their job is to prevent this from happening, and it happened. I would I would be so livid if I was John Emery. I would bounce. I would go somewhere else, man. I'd probably go to the place where my daddy played. Me too. <laughs> uh, Dan Mullen said that Kyer Elam, Florida's best corner, and Anthony Richardson, backup QB, are good to go for Saturday's game against Kentucky. They've they been good to go. Richardson been good to go. I know. Not Elam, but Richardson been, been good to go. Didn't play one snap last week. Everybody hyping him up, trying to get him to no, take over, take over the starting quarterback. They weren't good to go because remember he rested players that weren't a hundred percent because they were playing Tennessee. Whatever. Uh, last thing I've got is is still in Gainesville and does not paint the University of Florida in a great light. They've been dealing with a situation in their women's basketball program, and it has become national news. Uh, This is an article in the Associated Press. Uh, Florida Athletic Director Scott Strickland took responsibility Tuesday for former women's basketball coach Cam Neubauer's toxic environment that included verbal abuse toward players, assistants, and staff members. Strickland met with four media members and provided some details and a rough timeline of what transpired during the tenure he said we as a department have a responsibility to provide our student athletes leadership for their particular programs and their sports they're going to provide them the best atmosphere possible and we felt in this situation and ultimately that's my responsibility for the culture of the department Newbauer, the coach resigned in mid-july for personal reasons the independent florida alligator a student-run paper that's not affiliated with the university, spoke to several former players and some of their parents before detailing the alleged abuse Monday. Those players said Neubauer made racist remarks, threw basketballs at them, and belittled everyone around him. In Cam's first year and a half, two years, we had some reported behavior that was a little concerning from a cultural standpoint, Scott Strickland said. Anytime you have a coaching transition, it's not unusual for there to be some kids who aren't happy with the direction. Early on, it was trying to figure out what are we looking at here. Uh, Strickland responded by putting a lot more structure around Neubauer and even sent a senior staff member to practices and games to monitor the coach and his program. 
that seemed to work for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course I want to be on my best behavior when the <laughs> right. when the bosses are around, and then I'm gonna go back and revert to what I'm used to doing and what I have done when no one is watching. Duh. Yep. And even despite that, four months later. He was involved in another situation that made it clear he was still having an issue on the treatment part of people. And so we sat down and told him what his options were, and he chose to resign, Scott Strickland said. And this this story just continues to be a for what for Scott Strickland because he knew of the abuse that was going on and didn't do anything about it other than because, sending somebody to watch practice. Because it ain't, it ain't men's football. Correct. That, that, that's why he just didn't, didn't care. At first, yeah, but this this is still egregious. Oh, I'm not like, saying I don't it's not. It, I'm not I don't saying care it's not football or not. This but, is but I'm telling you, like he, he it happened. He didn't do anything about it because it ain't football. That's that's what I think. I ain't saying that it's it's not bad, and it, you know it should be swept under the rug or no one should care because you know going basketball. I'm just saying that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Well, and it continues to be a black eye on Scott Strickland because I uh, did you hear me mention that. Uh, he spoke to four reporters yesterday about the situation. That's it. That's it. The alligator, the student newspaper who broke the news, was not invited to this media availability. Rivals, <laughs> the rival site that that covers Florida, was not invited. There were there were several prominent media members that cover Florida that were not invited to to this press conference. So quite the situation down there at Florida. Just just great people in the swamp, aren't they? There's just great, caring people down there in Gainesville. Not good. Not, not great, Bob. Not good. Kelly Harper would never. You're right about that. Uh, during the break, I was looking at Florida State's uh, schedule because after this Mizzou-Boston College game that we were watching, Louisville – Florida State just popped up, and Florida State lost that game. I was like, I wonder, I wonder how many games Florida State going to win this year because right now they're zero and four. This week they play Syracuse. The way they're playing right now, if they continue to play the way they have in the first couple of games, they'll probably lose that game. They play North Carolina next. Then after that, they play UMass. UMass got. Crushed by Coastal Carolina this past weekend, so they should beat UMass. But after UMass, they play Clemson, NC State, Miami, Boston College, and then Florida. Dude, Florida State may win two games this season. Who wins first, Florida State or the Detroit Lions? Um... Maybe Detroit Lions. I agree. They might Detroit Lions might win this weekend. They might win. They might win this weekend. But if they don't win this weekend, then uh, it, it, it may be Florida State. It may be Florida State because Florida State plays UMass next week, and who do the Lions play next after after the Bears? Um, they play the Vikings. So L. Yeah. So. That's a good one. Both uh, both teams are winless, but uh, you know you, you you take us. We're two and two right now. We're tired of losing to Florida. We're tired of losing the big games. Like we tired. We tired. Florida State's zero and four. 
Imagine the phone lines down there. Imagine people calling for Mike Novell's head down there. Oh, my goodness. 0-4. And it includes a loss to Jacksonville State on a Hail Mary that wasn't a traditional Hail Mary, and they had a player propose after the game. That might be the worst play of the season. Uh, Hatval10 says, those DBs, air quotes, that you can't stand, have they been blowing your phone up over the wide receiver play? I have the same feeling for pitchers. I can't stand them. (laughs) Um, No, they haven't, actually. People I've talked to are receiver offense players. Because we're like, yo, this 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 ain't right. This ain't this is not the way it's supposed to be. So it hasn't been defensive players. It's been offensive players that I've, that I've talked to, former guys, uh, former players. Um, not everyone can get as hot as the Mafia's Cardinals. That is true. Who took an L last night as well? Stumped that that uh, what was that seventeen game winning streak? Yeah, I think I, I think I need to take the blame for it coming to an end because I, I finally mentioned it on the show yesterday and then they immediately lose. It's your fault too. Yeah, but it's also my my being that it started because the win streak started on my birthday. So I'll take credit for it starting and I'll also take the blame for it ending. DJ Vol says the only thing I've heard McElroy say and I agree with was that Valus Jones needs to be a bigger part of the offense. Oh yeah. I think we all could agree on that. Hour number three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Be right back. Stay. Hour three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. 
Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Hour three is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. And fellas, I want to encourage you to make your health a priority. It is easier than you think at the Low T Center. Uh, they are reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all of your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. Uh, they offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers that are important to your health. So if you're feeling tired and grumpy, you have a lack of motivation, drive, energy, weight gain, you've experienced that, have a loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs that you need to listen to and go to the Low T Center and get those levels checked. And uh, right now, they offer a monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment program where you can administer those treatments at home with Low T Center's professional guidance. So um, very, very cutting edge, changing the game. Uh, don't have to go to Low T Center each and every week. Uh, there are some times you do have to go, but 
Um, you spend most of that time at the house and the comfort of your own home, and you can do those uh, home treatments with the guidance of the Low T Center team. Go to lowtcenter.com, Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Thursday, let me hit up the text box. Chris Lowe's new article about Kiffin and Saban is straight fire. CeeLo gets it. I haven't checked it out yet. Um, so I'm, I need to make sure I need to do that. Y'all remember when FSU was back after the uh, Notre Dame game? No, I don't remember that. I think I think you got to win before everybody says that you are back. Well, everybody thought that they were back because Notre Dame, good team, great team, top 10 team, and Florida State took them to the wire. But – you go back and, and you look at Notre Dame after that game, and they struggled with, like, Tulane or somebody like that. They they were in a close game with somebody at, in the fourth quarter and had to pull it out. Notre Dame, that is. So Notre Dame hasn't really been a world beater since. Although they did pull away from Wisconsin. They beat Wisconsin, but like 40-something. Like the two games before that Wisconsin game, though, were they were, they were on the the struggle. The struggle bus. It happens, man. Toledo, 32-29. to That happens sometimes. Purdue, 27-13. And then they came out and just wrecked Wisconsin, which that was actually a good game for like two and a half, three quarters, and then Notre Dame pulled away. They play Cincinnati this Saturday. That would be a good game. Yep, for sure. Another opportunity for um, Luke Fickle to prove that uh, – and maybe he's just happy in Cincinnati, but uh, another opportunity for him to – what? Who would be happy living in the city of Cincinnati? I think I've been there like once or twice. I've I drove through when I went to go watch Tennessee in the NCAA tournament in Columbus. The chili stinks. The football team stinks. The baseball team stinks. Chili. They ain't got a basketball team. Chili's definitely overrated. It look. It looks like. It looks like something I wouldn't even want to try. And yeah, I, I'm yeah, somebody who. Lie. Does try things. You, I don't want to try it either. Y'all can have it. Rocco Vall says this year's team doesn't have a true number one receiver like Palmer. I wonder how many yards he would have in this offense. This group should have a number one receiver. That's, 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 that's the thing. They should have a number one receiver like Palmer. It should be Valus Jones. It should be. But I wonder how much Palmer would have in his offense. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, am I hearing anything about changes in practice with wide receiver? No, I haven't heard anything. No, I haven't heard anything. They practice while we're doing the program. Um, you know, it's, you know, we're two and two right now. I know there's a lot of negativity swirling after the Florida game. I just. I try to just kind of fall back. I haven't heard heard much. I do know there, the receivers are meeting, um, a lot. I know they're doing that. We were supposed to have two receivers on Tennessee Prime, and they were unable to go because they were meeting. Um, so you know, we scheduled Prime on Tuesday Tuesday evening because there was a time when they wasn't meeting. So take that for what it's worth. Probably won't be seeing any receivers on Prime uh, for for a while. So um, I don't know anything they're doing differently in practice. I hope that they're doing something differently in practice. And guess what? We're going to find out on Saturday. 
Because I'm because if they come out and ball out and play well, if anyone says, "Oh, we've just be doing the same things in practice," it just clicked today. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. I am not boo boo the fool. Played the position and I. I Drops are contagious. It you carries over. It carries over from practice, man. It carries over from practice. Um, <laughs> some of the stuff on text box I can't read, but it's still funny. Uh, Rev says, "How untrusted does HB have to be in order for this staff to play an injured Joe Milton over you after the game was already over?" You all right, Ben? Just waiting on you to answer. I, I guess a lot. It means two. This is two staffs. I guess a lot. So, folks got to start. Untrusted, the correct word to use. Folks got to start putting stuff together, man. Themselves, they can't. We can't draw them. You know, construction paper for you. With, with crayons, with the jumbo kind. Like, come on, man, put it together. Like, is untrusted the correct word to use? Yeah, it's one, it's one of the words you can use, Ben. Is it the best word to use? <laughs> it's appropriate for, in this context. Yeah, they don't, hey, they don't, they don't, they don't trust you to play. It could be because you're good and you don't know the plays, or it could be just because you ain't good. It could be one of those two things. But they don't, they don't play guys that they don't trust. Simple as that. So, y'all put it together. Put it together. Louisiana Vols has heard something about D'Angelo Gibbs. Is he still here? No. What? <laughs> Man, That's no. news to me. He's not even playing football last time I checked. Uh, NC Vol says, uh, Velas didn't seem to play much for the last staff either. Is there a reason for reason uh, that you know of? And this is something that we talked about a couple weeks ago. You know, people can be like, "Man, come on, man! It's criminal that we're not getting Velas the ball. He's not being used. Well, it wasn't he wasn't used last year? So is that a Velas problem or is that a two staff problem? I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is he's the best ball handler. Him and Ty and Evans. And he can make guys miss and explosive. And I just would imagine you want to give guys like that the football as much as you can. So. One would think. I mean, just saying. Just saying. I got to check out this Chris Lowe article um, on Kiffin and Saban, man. They played this weekend. And I guess, I guess, I guess we'll be going for Ole Miss, right, Ben? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll be going for Ole Miss. Let's I, go, Lane. I root for North Korea to beat Alabama. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Lane. Go get it. Go get it. Go beat them gumps. Go beat those gumps. I would love to see that. How come uh, Lane wasn't calling for the Mannings to do that broadcast? Like, I know Ole Miss, Tennessee tie in with Eli and Peyton, but... Man, he should, yeah, he should be asking for, uh, I guess, Eli and, and McElroy. Even though McElroy kind of pissed off Saban, I think, this past week. A pissed little off bit. Uh, Saban? I think a little bit. 
Really? I have to go back and look at it. Yeah, I think I think Greg said something. And I saw some Alabama fans, you know, kind of scoffing at it. I have to look at it, but <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if Lane wants all the eyeballs on this game. Like he wants all the eyeballs no. on Tennessee on this game. All the all the eyeballs are are, are going to be on this. Game. You're right about that. Swain event fuel by dead and barbecue. That is our time for today. Hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, oh, oh, dead end barbecue, man. I got a, I got a, I got an appointment at dead end barbecue today, Ben. Can I come? Sure. Yeah, man. You are more than 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 welcome. When are you going? Um, probably about another hour and a half, somewhere right there. Nah, I booked. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't ask if he come and then hit the I'm book. It don't work the same. Why man. not? I gotta go talk to Tony V and Josh Heupel. Okay. Oh, I'm jealous, man. Tell Tony V I said what's up, man. I will. Tell him I need a different jersey size too, man. <laughs> He'll tell you that you need to slim down. Well, this was a small. I ain't been a small since like. Third grade. I don't know. I don't know why you're so upset that you can't fit into a Drew Gilbert sized jersey. This is like a size. It's not like Drew Gilbert's five nine it's or anything. Small man. It's a small. It's a size small. So I'm just glad you've moved on from the whole first pitch thing. Oh, well, I mean, I don't want to be a beggar. I didn't want to look desperate. I mean, I listen. I know I would throw better than Conor McGregor and Fifty Cent. I know that for a fact. Have a great day. Peace and love. We are out. <laughs>